What up, what up, what up? It's me here again with episode two. It's your boy Tay. Sorry about the delay on this episode two take. I'm trying to make a little rhyme right there. Uh, You know, I got a few little wordplay there, but you know, not a lot. But uh, (laughs) yeah, man, you know, episode two. Sorry about the, sorry for the wait, you know, sometimes when life throw your lemons, you know, you got to find your nice jar, put them hands together, squeeze those lemons, make you a nice, nice big jar of lemonade, make the best of what you got. But um, go ahead, get started, open up with, you know, <clears throat> why I chose to do what I do, and that is to be a coach. And not just a football coach. I'm also, like I said, a personal trainer. Uh, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I don't coach and train just for that particular sport or that crap. Or just, you know, just because you want to look and feel good. I I like to train, you know, people to get ready for the world. You know, it's, it's a lot of obstacles in the world. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of bad you know, but I always tell my people, like, how are you going to respond? You know, it's about how you respond. It's what's going to make the difference. You know, uh, just so much, so much to do in the world. So much to attack. You know, if you really want something, it's a certain way you got to attack. You know, put them through a certain workout. Uh, it can be something easy. You know, it can be, this workout is going to be time. It's going to be either rep-wise, you know, expect the unexpected. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know. You can, three days straight can go by. You're having all sunshine, rainbows, everything. You're expecting day four to be the same thing. Yeah, it might be a sunshine, but then middle of the day, a storm may overcome you or something. But how you going to respond to, you know, you got your windows down, storm come through. It's about how you respond, you know. So, yeah, you know, I just I I, I coach for life, you know. Especially uh, with football, it's easy for me to relate to my players through football because you know they, you know, it's, it's something we both love. You know, that's the sport itself. So, what better way to teach them, you know, than through the sport? Same thing, you know, on the field. You know, we were down, we were in a dog fight one time during the game. And, you know, like I said, it was raining bad, uh, wet ground. And they just like, coach, man, we're supposed to be up right now. Like, what's going on? I'm like, you tell me, you know, how, how y'all about to respond to it. So, eight turnovers, eight, nine turnovers, you know. My my eighth grade safety catching the game winning pick, you know they they responded, you know it was a good response. So yeah, you know just stuff stuff I like to I like to incorporate during the workouts during practice. I like to let them know you know the same thing can happen after you after you get done because this sport isn't forever. You know what you what you're doing it isn't forever. You still got life after your sport. So why not prepare for it through your sport? You feel me? Alright, so I want to touch on a topic that uh, hasn't been bothering me, but it's it's real crazy, you know, and I, I don't know, it, it, I still can't grasp why as to 
either front desk managers, general managers, you know, or these organizations, these big teams, these organizations. What is it? You know, I, I respect the business, but the thing is, the business doesn't respect their product. You know, that was what was bringing in their money, was selling tickets, was selling merchandise. You know, you, you don't respect it enough. You feel me? And uh, Draymond Green, his interview, and I love Draymond, man. Like, he, he's, <laughs> I'm not a fan of, you know, his. I'm not a Warriors fan. I, I hate the Warriors, man. The Warriors, to me, they overrated. You know, KD, you know, never mind. But, uh, you know, as far as Draymond, the way when he speaks, man, like, <laughs> it's the reason they try to, I guess, they suspend him so much because, like, he, he's not afraid to speak his mind. He don't hold his, he don't hold his tongue back. But anyway, <clears throat> during one his, during the interview after the game, uh, he was telling the guys, uh, to watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sideline and go to the back and come out in street clothes because the team is going to trade him. It's bullcrap. And that's for real. Now, here's the second part. Because when James Harden was asked, asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise. No one is going to fight the fact that James was dogging and was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team. Everybody destroyed that man. So pretty much what he's saying is, so it's okay for you to trade, you know, one player. <clears throat> he, he's not able to speak his true opinion on it because if he does, he's going to get trashed for it. You know, he's going to get criticized. People going to bash him, you know, as the product was selling your your tickets, you know, they should be able to say something, you feel me? So for him to not be able to speak on it and he, him just have to, he, he have to stay quiet because he, be honest, no, can't nobody just get in front of a microphone and the way you truly feel, true, truly feeling, you're not going to really, you're not going to hold it, hold back on it, especially if, you know, if it, if it bothers you that much. So, so yeah and but you know James Harden when uh he wanted to be traded like you said he got dogged for it you know like he he just wanted to go to a different team because he wasn't happy and he was showing them if y'all not gonna request my like you know request my uh approving my demands <laughs> I'll show you how I react and look what he did so and he got some out of it. He, he finally got traded, but he's happy. The team he's with is successful. He's a big factor for that team's success, also. But before that, you know, he, he just the criticism the man received, you know. And Andre Drummond probably would have received the same criticism if he would have requested to be traded, opposed to him, you know. It's being traded without him knowing. And like I said, guys like Draymond, I know to speak out about it because you know, athletes we don't respect it enough from the organization, especially if you're not if you're not like a top selling guy. If you're just another name on the roster, that's exactly what you are. You know, you're no longer 
I guess to them, you, you're not human. Like I said, you're the you're their product, and it's just like you're on the shelf. So uh, if, if if this isn't my top selling product, then why should I, you know, waste my time trying to, you know, resell it? You feel me? So <sighs> I don't know, man. Sports business, sports world, crazy. Just gotta. No, you you just gotta know the business. The business is is it's a hustle, you know. Ah, <laughs> I can't even think what's a uh, supply and demand. Yeah, it's like supply and demand. So you just gotta know it, and you gotta be smart about it, man. Just have have the right people in your corner that, that knows what they're talking about, and just know, just know the ins and outs of the game. All right, so another uh, topic. Excuse me, it's cold here. <laughs> I want to kind of touch on a little bit. <sighs> sports, ball sports right now. I love it. Football season for non-FBS schools, meaning like those non-D1 schools like Alabama, Auburn, uh, Texas, Tennessee, those schools, excuse me. You don't have those schools playing right now. You have the smaller schools. Alabama State, Jackson State, Grambling, Alcorns. You know, those are just HBCUs I'm naming because those are the ones I know. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a beauty to watch. A uh, beauty to see, honestly, because yeah, before COVID, they had to cancel the sports. A lot of people were hurt, you know, a lot of upcoming seniors and some graduating seniors that weren't able to play that spring season. Uh, I know the NCAA, they did grant an extra uh, year of eligibility for players. <clears throat> but for some, you know, you know, they're this after, you know, after this season, you know, they, they want to focus on the school and stuff. So they just went ahead and just hung up the cleats or the tennis shoes or whatever and they just you know took it for what it was but you know like I said I'm glad to see a lot of players um, back back to what they love to do you know and some that are are about to graduate they're able to you know at least have some kind of uh, make some more memories with their friends and teammates before they walk you know a few soccer uh, soccer games I saw Instagram that happened. Uh, my alumni Huntington, they won a few of their games. Uh, football team, they won that game, I think, 25 to 16, like 18th against Brevard. Uh, You know, winning ways at Huntington, you know, never stopped. Well, it stopped for one year, but, you know, that's just one year, you know. <laughs> well, my, my class was out there, you know, <laughs> three years in a row, you know what I'm saying, but, you know. <laughs> That's, 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 that's something different, you know, but like I said, congrats to those guys, man. Good to see Huntington, you know, still winning in all sports. Like I said, the soccer team did that thing. I think men and women won, matter of fact. Uh, baseball team got a couple. Uh, I think they, you know, won, won, lost one in that doubleheader. Uh, wasn't able to see too many Alabama State scores, but I did see a Jackson State score, and... That's probably the only one that I really, you know, most people will see, you know, from HBCU right now because of 
the media attention that's being drawn to it by prime time, you know. Dion prime time sounded, man. It's it's amazing what he's doing right now. And I know it's just game one. It's just, you know, uh I, I'm gonna call it a spring scrimmage. Screw that. I mean, I'm just used to regular fall football, but you know, even through this little spring season, it's it's amazing to see what he can what he's gonna do with these guys, you know. And I don't I don't know if like a lot of people probably do, but for those that don't, man, it's it's amazing to see why he's doing this. But let's be honest, man, this is an NFL Hall of Famer. Alright. This man can walk in any organization, any, and say, I want to coach. They're gonna find somewhere for him to coach. But he decided to go to an HBCU. To bring all of that media attention, you know, just he trying to pretty much be doing he he putting HBCUs on the map, you know, because for a long time if you if if a lot of people watch a lot of college football, NFL football, it's always the same coaches on his coaching carousel. It's always the same coaches that rotate through the NFL and through college, you know, and 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 it's I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of annoying. Because if I'm gonna use Chip Kelly for example, his play style, his coaching style, with Oregon, it worked only with Oregon. Why? Because you know, college, you know, it will speedy team. You know, it's a fun playbook. When you get to the NFL, I don't know how much fun it is, but you know, these coordinators, these players, man, they smarter than that. You know. So, you know, that same style not going to work. Same thing with Saban. I love Saban. Huge Bama fan, you know. But when he coached for the Dolphins, they didn't have any success. He gets to Bama, you know, look what happened. (laughs) Six rings later, you feel me? So, my thing is, why continue to go about with these coaches like you know same thing even with Harbaugh uh they just happened again with uh got it I can't think of his name right now Urban Meyer you know so you know I'm not saying you know he's gonna you know have a sucky season you know like other coaches but I'm just saying why not give these HBCU coaches a shot you know and that's what primetime doing right now what he's trying to do he's trying to open the door for a lot of coaches and players as, you know, for the NFL. He's their golden door right now, literally. Especially with these players. You know, he even tried to hold a camp for these guys, for a, a HBCU camp, to try to get these guys recognized for the draft. Wasn't able to happen because of COVID, you know. Everything got shut down. But, you know, even still, what, what he's doing right now, he's able to mold some of these players He's connected with some of the coaches, the coaches that he's connecting with now that's on his staff. He's probably able to get some of them coaching jobs in the near future. And I'm not saying, you know, just black coaches. No, I'm just saying minority coaches. You know, I have nothing against Caucasian coaches. You know, my head coach, you know, he was a white man. You know, I respect Coach Turk to the fullest, man. I love Coach Turk, you know. A lot of lessons learned. 
But when you have a sport that's majority, you know, it's it's not as many white players on the field as 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 probably black, Latino, you know, guys like that for the fact. You look at defenses, linebackers, defensive linemen in the NFL, secondary, your DBs, all of those those guys in the NFL, you know, they're black. You got a white linebacker probably here and there. But the majority of the defense is black, you know. Offensive side of the ball, your receivers, your outside receivers at that. You got a few slots here and there with, you know, good route technicians, uh, your Jordy Nelsons, uh, Kevin Hogan's, Julian Edelman's, you know, those guys. And then running backs. Other than Christian McCaffrey, name another successful white running back in the NFL. You know, the league is, the game is, you know, majority black. So why not have, you know, different kind of, Tampa Bay for an example. Beautiful example. All black defense. Look at their coaching style. And it's not it's not just black men, you know, you have women in the mix too. You know, so they 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 had different opinions, different ears. And like I can't remember what Bruce Arians said uh per se, but pretty much saying uh it, it, it's good it's better to for them to have like a different voice you know other than just his or you know some some of that matter but you know he understands what he has you know on his team and he understands how he's going to get to them because just 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 speak speaking from experience growing up as a black kid you know Especially like from those kids I knew without having a father figure, they don't respond to authority figures as well. Authority figures, you know, being like the police, you know, the police we see mainly, you know, white white men. So sometimes, you know, in the heat of a moment, and you know, on a coaching team, you know, you probably got that kid from a head, hot head at that. And, you know, he got this white coach yelling at him. Now he feels some type of way and now he flip back. He loses scholarship, you know. Not saying, you know, not saying his that, that's an excuse for him to flip out like that, but you know, just understanding. He 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 probably don't understand tough love, you know, because a lot of coaches like myself, they like to yell. We like to yell. I yell with a lot of passion, but not not so much as far as you know, you know, mother effing you and all that. But you know, more so is, man, what are you doing? You know, come on, man, you better than that, you know. Sometimes they don't hear that. They just hear the fact that he's yelling at me like, man, like, shut up yelling. Like, no, nah, you're not hearing what I'm not hearing what he's saying when he's yelling. So, like I said, it's just, just you know, those kind of those kind of situations, you know. And, yeah, like I said, you just, you just got to have different ears and, you know, these guys, is different voices in these guys' ears, you feel me? And... Yeah, like I said, that's what Dion's doing. And, you know, he, he, he's trying to open doors to have more black head coaches in the game. You know, it, it, it's... 
I think I think it'll make a big difference, you know, for culture-wise, for different teams, and you know, just just giving guys a certain chance. You know, I'm not saying you know black coaches are better, but you know, just give them a chance, give more of them a chance. And with prime time, man, like I'm a huge fan. Some some people say I look like his son. You know, I still don't see it. You know, I you know I kind of got the swag of him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know, for those you know that know me, you know my play style. You know, one of the best. But you know what I'm saying? I I I, I, I favor prime time in some ways. You know, I, I credit myself to it. But <laughs> but yeah, man. He just, he, he giving HBCU world exposure. I love it, man. It's, it's, it's beautiful. You know, I went to HBCU for a year still, man. You know, had a couple. Couple guys go to the league. Uh, Junior Gillette was one. I can't think of the other guy name. Played for New Orleans. Played the linebacker for New Orleans. And you know, it was just good. You know, going to a school. You know, they had NFL players at it. So, huh. all right. One of my a little topic I saw. I was strolling through social media, and one of my old teammates from college. He was talking about, uh, he shared a post talking about, you know, our, uh, an athlete's identity after their sport. And, excuse me, got me thinking, you know, why, if, if you didn't, how can I put this? If I didn't play football, if I wasn't as in- involved with football, you know, what would I be doing? And my thing was, you know, I like to write, you know. My first major was journalism. And I wanted to be a sports journalist at that. But, you know, that was because of football. So I had to think deeper and I'm just like, wow. Well, I just before the news reporter, like, you know. So, it's just, you know, it, it really, it, it kind of, you know, bothers me because people, people do judge athletes, you know, they call us jocks and, and, you know, pretty much being a jock is a, a dumb athlete. You know, you can't, we're not, we're not dumb athletes, we just passionate this is what we love. This is what we want to do. You know, this is what we love. You got what you love. We have what we love. Some like to, you know, some people like to read books. Some people like to, you know, play with chemicals, you know, those science experiments. You know, just because, you know, they're that smart. Or that's, that's what they're into. You feel me? That's their craft. Same with football. You know, you love what you're good at. A lot of people good at football. So you're going to love it. So, you know, you don't think about what else you know, can I do, but it kind of hurts at the end, you know, when, you know, when you're done with that sport, you know, what, what, you know, what do you want, what what is there now, and some people don't want to coach because, you know, they don't have the patience, and, you know, their whole life, their identity was that sport. You know, like, you wake up every morning, you know, if you want to go running, you know, you're running just, you know, for that. 
whatever you're doing, all your homeboys or your, your friends, you know, they're the reason, that sport's the reason why you're hanging with them. You know, that's because that's your identity. You know, that's that's what you know yourself as. That's what they know you as. So, and it, it's kind of hard because even though you, some kids, they have their major, some aren't, you know, asked, well, what do you want to do with that major? You know, or is this something you really want to do? Is this your real plan, you know? Some have that plan, most don't. And that's kind of a, you know, that's that's a huge issue. Uh, a few, few guys I played ball with, their majors, I think they were un, undecided, undeclared, something like that. And they were like, they really don't know what they want to do, you know? Like, the reason they came to this school to play football, nothing else. I'm like, really? And... I don't know. A lot of parents, they don't, they don't, I don't think they really ask their kids, you know, what do they want to do outside of football? And what really got me into wanting to, you know, coach, one was most for my love for the sport, you know, and I used to uh, work with my trainer a lot. And he used to always, he always tell me, like, I used to try to overdo the workout sometime and, you know, work out too much, like two or three times a day. And he just he tell me, like, you know, just chill, you know, because you still got life after football, you know. You don't want to hurt your body, hurt yourself. To where you can't, you know, you ain't able to play with your son, your kids, you know, still be able to move around, function well. And I was like, dang. I, I you know, I do got to actually live a life, you know, be a, a citizen of society one day, you feel me? So... And, and 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 some athletes, people don't know that now. Athletes go into a depression, even like those that retire. Some of them go into a depression, and because you know they they don't know who else, they don't know what to do. They don't know who else they are. They don't know who they are, and it's kind of it's it's crazy. But you know, uh, it's. it's <laughs> kind of hard to put into words right now, but you know it, it's 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 just a matter of you know when 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 we're in those off seasons, you know coaches give us that freedom, but it's a true freedom though. I mean I know it's the, it's the off season. We you know we 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 still got time to identify find out who we are, what we really want to do with our life after. But, you know, I just feel like some coaches should, like, take the time and just talk to that guy, you know? Ask him, you know, like, you know, let him know, like, you can't do this forever. Like, what's your true plan? You know, if you can't go to the NFL, what do you want to do? You know? Because, you know, you can go out there, I can sing out there, write this play. Somebody just mess up a block. Snap your leg, you know. Career over just from that one play. So you know, what do you want to do? You know, have a plan. And yeah, like I said, coaches they don't talk to the guys about their plan because most times I'm just be straight up. I feel like the coaches only care about their well-being more than the more than the players. They're worrying about their paycheck pretty much. Because I look at it as, 
Well, I, I, I see it, seen it like this before. So, if star players on our teams, like I said, the teams I played on, we won three three conference championships in a row, and we had all Americans on our team. You feel me? And you know, you you you, you, you see guys, you know, that's doing like. They dominate that much on the field. You know, have one guy break a sack record, one guy, you know, interception record, uh, interception return record, um, return to onside kicks. Like, we had, man, we had dogs out there, man. You feel me? So, you know, these guys out there, you know, they they, they, they talented as hell. Some of them, you know, you can probably see on the NFL field, you know, not as a star or nothing like that. You know, just, just on the team, you feel me? At least on the roster. And... Even though you don't have enough star power to like try to get them to that level, like still got arena, you know, Canadian, you know, something, you know, sense of film out, you know, if you really care about that player as to what they want to do after, after you know, they graduate. So some of the guys I played with, they ended up being coaches for the school, grad assistant, you know, for a year. But they weren't getting paid because wherever they were getting paid was going towards their student debt. And I was just like, wow. You know, this coming from like your your, your two-time All-American, you know, like. So what value does he have to you? Like what, you know, what, what can you, what can you do for him outside you know what as to what he done put his body through <laughs> his body and his mind through for the past three four years you know what can you do for them outside of football and you know it, it's it, it's stuff like that you feel me so and like I said a lot of these coaches all they care about it is, is they check you know we respect the fact that you got a mouth to feed you got a mortgage to pay all of that crap but at the same time these are 18, 19-year-old boys that you're molding to grow into men and, you know, half the time you're not even molding them because, you know, you, you, you're too busy focused on winning. It's, it, it, you know, so it, 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 I, just, I guess it's just the right coaches being in the right position, you feel me? So, uh, it, it's a touchy subject, but, uh, yeah, you know, you just you just gotta be passionate about the game. You know, love, love what you do, and do what you love. You feel me? Like I said, football is not forever. With sports, your sports isn't forever. So you know, guys gotta have a plan. You feel me? So when your career is over, what do you want to do? You know, think about that. You know, during your career, stop watching film for a little bit. Stop worrying about who's next on your on your schedule a little bit. Focus on you. Cause after you graduate, at school man, I give a damn about what you're doing. You know, they may not, you know, they may not call and check on you, see how you're doing, or none of that. So before you put your body, put all, put you put put yourself through any of that. Focus on yourself first and focus on what you want to do with it. What you want to do with your life, with your time. 
you know. Stop sacrificing all of yourself for these people, for, you know, for those organizations. Yes, make the memories with your teammates, you know, build connections. But at the same time, but at the end of the day, all you got is you and your mental and your body and your future. So, that's all I got for today. You know, felt like I had to do a little preaching on uh, about to get into it. About to be late for work, you know, about to get y'all into it. But it's all right, though. So, episode two. Like I said, I'm sorry it took so long. Sorry for the wait. Uh, don't forget to follow me on d.k underscore te on Instagram and my Twitter at le underscore g-r-a-n-d underscore te. You know, hit me up. You know, send me, you know, comments. You know, send me topics to talk about, you know, I like to talk about sociology, you know, the politics of sports. You feel me? You know, the contracts, you know, stuff off the field, you know, or off the court. You feel me? Tell me what you think. Give me feedback. Deuces. <laughs>